The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hello, my friends. It's so good to be with you again this week. I want to give a shout out to my mom, Ruthie Smeltzer, who's been listening. I think she's my most loyal fan listening in Florida. And a special shout out to my dear friends in the Souls Awakening group. Bunch of bright lights that share their awareness that we all are spirit, that we all are souls having a physical existence. And I know that those of you who are tuning in know that as well. We're all souls awakening. Well, I love that intro there, the voiceover that said this Messages of Hope show is a show of hope and healing. Today, my topic is forgiveness, and I can't imagine a more healing topic than that. So it's going to be a little bit serious at times, but It will have some information that I know will speak directly to your hearts today, so I thank you for joining me. I wanted to start by saying that I put a post on Facebook recently about my new video course that I have that helps people learn to make the connection across the veil. And I was all excited about it, and I thought that people would would love to have those tools, and happily, many people are quite happy to have that. But there were a few people um, welcome to post their comments, but kind of shouted in my face uh, things such as, why would you want to talk to those who have passed? And another person said, uh, quite seriously, leave the dead alone. And happily, I didn't take offense at that because I know that we all have our different belief systems. But, you know, why would you want to talk to those who have passed? And my answer to that was, Why indeed? Why not? And especially because I know, number one, they're not dead. Leave the dead alone. Well, they want very much to communicate with us. My work as an evidence-based medium has shown me that the only thing that's dead is the physical body. The spirit is fully alive in all of us, whether we have a body or not. And those who have passed are still very much people. They still maintain their characteristics, their personality, and they as souls are still learning and growing on the other side, just as we are here. So today's topic of forgiveness is very important because those on the other side have things left unsaid, as do we here. And often when there's a passing, those things left unsaid can fester in those of us here and those on the other side who literally see the light 
have things they want to say as a result of seeing those light, that light, things that they might never have wanted to say or may have stuffed down and not realized needed to be said. So for me as a medium, it's the greatest possible honor to be the intermediary to help those messages be shared back and forth. I want to tell you that the greatest thing that people say from the other side is, I love you. And those who never said it enough really rejoice at having a chance to say that to those of us here. So for me, communicating with those who have passed, making the connection is all about healing on both sides of the veil. That's why I'm so pleased to do this show today on forgiveness. My very first personal lesson of how healing the power of forgiveness is came when I did a reading. I remember sitting there and this woman walked into my room to sit with me and I didn't know who she was. She had been referred by a friend and she was in her 70s. She sat down and I didn't know who she wanted to hear from and I tuned in to see who's here and I right away sensed a mother and I said, oh, your mother's here and Oh my goodness, when I tuned in, I saw her head hanging down, and I knew right away that means there's an apology here. The moment I reported to my sitter, that's the term we use for the person who's receiving the messages from those who have crossed, the moment I said, your mother's here and she has an apology, my sitter stiffened. And I thought, you know, I don't, I really try not to read body language, but that was very clearly a hit. Ooh, an apology. But I didn't want to ask my sitter, what's the apology about? This, her mom was right there in spirit. So you ask the mom. So in spirit, silently, without even saying it aloud, I said to her, why is your head hanging? What do you have to apologize for? And her mom showed me in body language, cradling a baby and then passing it to the side. So it was very clear through that clairvoyance, seeing it, and their, and then claircognizance, that's clear knowing. I just knew her mom was passing along an apology for having abandoned her daughter as a baby. So I passed that message along to my sitter, and she kind of, you know, blew out a puff of air like this. Huh. She said, yeah, me and my eight brothers and sisters. Well, that was I could feel that that anger coming off my sitter, so I turned to the mother and spirit, knowing this is her chance to explain things. That's what a medium does, is serves as that voice for those who no longer have a physical voice. And I said to the mom silently, mentally, do you want to explain why you abandon your children? And her mother went into a very deep explanation that I won't share here, but all about her life circumstances at the time. And it was very clear that she had never had this discussion with her kids because she abandoned them. But she gave evidence in that reading that showed that this clearly was her mother. And I'm so glad that I like the evidence that it shows that I'm really talking to those people. All evidential mediums rely on that. Because if I hadn't had the evidence, it would be very easy to tune in and say, oh, here's your mother. Oh, your mother loved you so much. And this is one thing in my classes that I teach that I advise people not to immediately make assumptions that all mothers are loving. That's why I love giving that shout out to my mom, Ruthie, because I'm very grateful that I had a very loving mother and I don't foresee any apologies when either one of us crosses the veil. But so many people have issues with their parents. And if I, as the medium, had immediately said, oh, here's your mother and she loved you very much, that woman would have had every reason to just stand up and walk out of the reading or to say, well, you're a terrible medium. You don't know what you're talking about. Instead, at the end of that session, the woman looked at me and she said, I have carried around anger at my mother for 75 years and in one hour, it's gone. Wow. For me, that, as I said before I started this story, that was the evidence of the healing effects 
of a session across the veil. Why would you want to talk to the dead indeed? Number one, your mom isn't dead. And number two, she's a big healing potential here. So I thought that was beautiful. But what really struck me was, you know, this woman had a very lined face. And, and, uh, and you know, sometimes you can look at people and tell that they haven't smiled a lot throughout their lives. And they carry their pain in their body. And I could see that in her once I really saw what had happened to her. And I thought, what a shame that she didn't understand the bigger picture. And that's the bottom line of today's show, that that's another reason for understanding there are two sides to all of us, spirit and human being, a soul and a human being. The spirit flows through all that is. It is all that is. But the soul is that aspect of us that takes on characteristics and personality and learns lessons. So if we can see that we're all here to learn lessons from our interactions with each other, that's when from the higher perspective we can have understanding and we can release the pain. So in preparing for this show, I went online to dictionary.com and I looked up to forgive. I wanted to have a really good definition of forgive. And it's interesting because, of course, the dictionary would define forgiving as to grant pardon to a person. And that's often very challenging to do when someone truly has harmed you, when someone has caused us pain. It's the human way to say, why do I want to give them a pass? Why do I want to just forgive them? And, you know, we, that's like something we have to give to the other person. The word is even in the word forgiveness. But here's the thing. Another definition of to forgive is to cease to feel resentment against. Wow. That, instead of having to give something to the person that harms us, is actually, at first, working on ourselves to cease to feel resentment against someone. And for me, the way to cease resenting someone is to have that higher perspective of the soul. You see how when we stay in our human roles, when it's just, oh, woe was me, I was harmed by that person, we're going to hold on to the resentment. And then who's prisoner? We are. But when we take, make that shift and say, I am a soul having a human experience and so is that other one, then we can see things from that higher perspective. The other definition of forgiveness is to cancel an indebtedness, like to forgive someone their debts. Well, again, is it a free pass? Well, who's the one that's held prisoner by that debt? We are. As a medium, I can see literally a wall that goes up around people's hearts when they hold on to that pain. So... A lot of talking here. I want to share one more story with you, and then I'm going to bring in a guest to talk about a healing reading that we did uh, a couple weeks ago. But first, I want to share another story of a dear friend of mine now, Donna Kelly, who I hope is listening. Uh, Donna was not a, uh, a friend of mine at the time because I hadn't yet met her. And she heard about me when I was really, really new at doing readings. And she came to see me, and I didn't know who it was that she wanted to hear from. She'd been referred to by a friend, and she came in looking very happy, uh, looking well-adjusted. I'm sure you're glad to hear that, Donna. <laughs> she did not look like somebody who had spent a lot of her life frowning. But I never suspected, for that reason, the troubled childhood that revealed itself when her mother came through from the spirit world, uh, Donna elected not to come on the show today, but but allowed me to, is allowing me to share her story, and her story is tell, told in my book, Messages of Hope, with the same name as this radio show. But in the reading with Donna, the evidence I came through left 
I brought through left no doubt for either one of us that her mother had shown up for the reading. And then her mother started speaking about their differences and about the way that she had treated Donna. And suddenly, you know, Donna's happy smiles kind of disappeared. But her mother made it very clear why she'd come through. She wanted to let her daughter Donna know how sorry she was. So, again, another chance for those on the other side to give an apology. So Donna admitted that she had had a hard time forgiving her mother, but she kind of thought maybe that's why she was drawn to the reading. And I love that, that Donna sensed, you know, I need to have this reading and probably didn't want to hear from her mother. Uh, but sometimes those we don't want to hear from in a reading turn out to be those with the greatest healing potential. So the moment Donna mentioned forgiving her mother, all of a sudden this light bulb went off in my head because just that morning I had formatted on my computer a poem given to me by the spirit world and it was all about forgiveness. Those of you who are not familiar with my story, I need to tell you that the re- the way I came to know that my guides and spirit are very real and are very much with me, we all have guides Everybody listening has spirit guides. My guides were trying to get my attention, but I was kind of uh, thick, I guess, thick in the skull, knocking on my head, and I didn't realize they were there. Um, so one day, one magical day, they dictated a poem to me. I'm just sitting there, and I started hearing words in my head, took down the words line by line, and they were rhyming. And I started crying because I'm no poet. And the only way that this beautiful multi-stanza, multi-page poem could have come through is that it came from those in spirit, my guides. And for 369 days in a row, they gave me beautiful poems filled with wisdom for all of us. Well, poem number 132 is the one, so it's my 132nd day of receiving these poems from my guide, is the one that had to do with forgiveness. And the fact that I formatted it on my computer that day with the reading with Donna was very significant. And I said, you know, I think this is for you. And we read it together, and I dug out that poem and want to share it with all of you who are listening, because it's very beautiful wisdom from the spirit world. So have a listen. And please, as you hear the words, feel them in your heart. Feel the higher vibration of the spirits that dictated it to us. And know that this poem came nonstop to me in meditation without pause. So this is from my guides. Forgiveness, the greatest gift, when used to heal a painful rift. Those who harbor pain and anger who hold for others hardened rancor, hold within their chest a stone, leaving them to feel alone. Yet when you find it in your heart to heal that which sets you apart, then you know the inner peace that enters with a great release. It comes when you can finally say, I forgive you on this day. Forgiveness doesn't say you're right. It doesn't carry power and might. It's nothing but a touch of grace that brushes softly across the face and without judgment says, I know that all of us are here to grow. And if I send you love, not hate, then easier will be our fate. For all must pay for what they do. You face your actions. This is true. But seeing that we all do err and showing that the love's still there, then in this way you show to all that even those who take a fall can walk the straight and narrow path when met with love instead of wrath. I just love that. I think I'll put it on Facebook, on my Facebook page. If you want to see it in writing, it'll be there for you to copy. I may go over some of the more important lines closer to the end of show, depending on how much time we have. But as Donna, Kelly, and I read that together there just after her reading with her mother, she said to me, may I take this with me? And I said, of course, it's yours. I really felt it had been dictated just for her. And she looked down at that poem again, and when she looked back at me, she had tears in her eyes, and she said, I forgive her. And she kind of left me speechless, because again, I got to see an example of 
how quickly we can change our thoughts when we see things with the eyes of the soul. So, those are two stories of instant forgiveness. But you know, life is not always like that. This is, this is, these are happy stories, happy endings. I know they helped on both sides of the veil. But I want to bring in a guest now who dealt with a lot of challenges. Jeff, I want to ask you, is Lydia on the line? Okay, that's great. Jeff's in the sound booth at Unity Village and couldn't do this show without him. So I want to tell you a little bit about Lydia. Uh, Lydia, why don't I just bring you in instead of telling about him? Let's just say hi to you. How are you doing today? Hi, good afternoon, Suzanne. I'm great, and I'm so happy to be with you. I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on the show because yours is not a Pollyanna story. It's We're all works in progress, and you're such a beautiful example of that. I know I am, but your story of forgiveness is ongoing, and I'm just, I know our, our listeners will learn so much from you and as we share a little bit of the magic that happened in your reading. Why don't we start by telling us just why you came to me for a reading? And, and Lydia, let me stop you a second. Please don't feel you have to share anything at all that's uncomfortable or that would um, embarrass you, okay? Don't go there yes. if you don't want to. I won't. I won't. Um, well, since my reading, it's had a profound effect on me and the way I view my parents, particularly in regards to the abuse that I endured from my mother. And one of the things I was thinking about when I wanted to have a reading with you was, was this going to really come through for me since this was not a typical reading. I wasn't wanting to get in touch with loving people on the other side. These were people that had hurt me, particularly my mother. So I wondered if it was going to be a success or not. I hoped it would be. And, of course, it was beyond anything I can even imagine. What happened was during the reading, of course, my parents immediately came through to me. And from the very beginning, I had no doubt that this was them. It was just instantaneous. Oh, my God. These are my Can parents. You, how did you know that? Because you know, it's funny. I remember the high points of your reading, which we'll discuss here. But how did you know? Well, you know, there's that movie where someone says, how did you know I loved you? And they said, I loved you at hello. Well, when you said my father came through, who I wasn't expecting, and said he was so serious looking and turned his back and walked away, I knew right away that this was real. That was Oh, may, may I, I just need to interrupt and, and clarify, when I see that in a reading for anybody that, that's listening, that's the spirit showing me what they did when they were here. They do not show up on the other side and walk away. That was a symbol from him that that's what he did in real life. So please continue. And it was a validation to me from the very beginning that I knew that this was, this was real. I knew this was him. But when my mother came through, what was very interesting to me was she was not happy on the other side. She was really struggling and suffering. Uh, she felt, um, as the words that came through were, she felt she was wearing a scratchy blanket, which isn't the warm, wonderful feeling that I think we all expect we're going to feel on the other side. She wasn't and enduring that. May I, may I interrupt a second to what was, this was a fascinating reading to me because I want to think that everybody on the other side is happy and wonderful. And I, I, I would tone that down, Lydia, and, and not use the word suffering because I felt that she was, it was a working, a, again, a work in progress. The scratchy blanket feeling was the way she expressed it. This I remember so clearly because the analogy was so interesting. She could, she knew she was in a loving place, but because she hadn't ever allowed herself to feel love or express it, I remember clearly she said that the love around her felt like a scratchy blanket, which was, yes. is a fascinating analogy. Like she was adjusting to it, but it almost, it did make her uncomfortable. Yes, and, and that's the part that um, gave me pause to feel a bit of sadness for her. I, I, I felt bad that this was how she was feeling on the other side. But what was really significant for me was um, you had mentioned that there was a bird, some reference to my mother in regards to a bird. And I kept saying, I don't, I don't remember anything about a bird. 
My mother never liked birds. There was never a picture of a bird anywhere around. The bird thing just, it was just one of those things that, you know, not everything I, comes through. I recall, I recall thinking that that was a sign because often when loved ones show me birds, it's going to be a sign. Yes. And, and at the time, I wasn't connecting with it. Well, fast forward to about two weeks later, I was visiting a friend in San Diego, and we were in a restaurant, an enclosed restaurant, wasn't open. And we were sitting, having a glass of wine, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a little bird fell from the ceiling and landed on my left thigh with a thump. <laughs> and really got my attention because it hit me pretty hard on my leg. And inside to boot. Inside, it was in a totally enclosed area. There was no windows open. We were facing the ocean, so all the windows were closed. Um, and uh, the bird then fell to the floor right in front of me. And it was struggling. It was trying so hard to get its footing and to get back, and, and it just couldn't. And it was just struggling so badly, and it was so sad. And this bird made my heart just want to cry. I had this intense emotion for this bird. My friend was sitting there. She didn't seem to think it was a big deal, but for me, it was just kind of wrenching my heart out to see this bird. And I wanted to pick it up, but I was afraid it might nip at me since it was wounded. And someone else came along and scooped it up and took it away. I don't know whatever became of it. But I didn't think much of it at that time either until I was relating this story to my daughter-in-law. And she said, oh, my God, that's the bird. That's mm -hmm. the bird reference. And I said, oh, my goodness, you're right. That was the bird reference. There was not even a doubt in my mind that this bird represented a sign from my mother. The bird was representative of my mother. And I felt for the first time in my life, because I had such anger at my mother and never thought I would ever even begin to forgive her or even feel any kindness towards her because of her abuse being so horrific, I began to feel a sadness and a compassion for my mother that I had never sure. felt before. And it has continued on. It has stayed with me. I think of her in a bit of a different way now than I ever did before. What else is interesting is um, my son visited her a week before she passed. I wasn't there. And mm -hmm. she confessed to my son how badly she felt about how abusing me and, and sorry she was. And then she passed. So she kind of passed to the other side in this feeling, which carried on into the other side with her, the feeling of, of feeling bad at how she had abused me. Wow. And so because of this, I, I have developed not forgiveness. I cannot use that word, but I feel sadness and compassion, and that's a big step for me. It's a huge step. And what I got from your words just now about what your son related to you that you weren't aware of, that she was just beginning on her deathbed to realize I need to make amends, and it, and it gives to me a gratitude for the fact that she was able to say she was sorry to you because she did show up hanging her head. And I can only imagine how she views this now from the other side. I have, uh, I don't sense her here with me now, but I see a sign when I'm in readings where a loved one will hold their hands up near their eyes and kind of open them in a starburst pattern, open their hands. And that to me means I have seen the light on the other side. And I believe that your mother was seeing the light and getting used to feeling love and trying to let you know she was sorry. Uh, we're going to break here in just a couple of minutes. And I want to talk to you some more about the magical magical thing that happened in your reading but if i start telling it right now we're going to get cut off in the middle of it um actually um i want to share the channeling that came through from my guides in the reading if you don't mind and then we'll share with the listeners the wonderful wonderful synchronicity and the evidence that came through in the channeling would that be okay with you lydia absolutely that's a big part of the story 
Yeah, great. So when we break here, we're just going to break for two minutes. And after we come back, when I'm finished talking with Lydia, I'm, we're going to talk a little more. I'm just going to share. But if any of you listening have your own forgiveness story, I'm going to welcome a caller or two in the second half hour of the show. And the number to call in would be one eight 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 five five unity I'll say that again. It's eight 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 five five unity and i'm asking you to share stories on topic about forgiveness either how you gave it or how you received it something with an interaction with someone who has passed to the other side i'm not taking callers for messages from loved ones today i want to stay on topic but i would love to hear from you so we'll come back in two minutes and continue talking with lydia uh and about the healing message then that came through that really applies to all of us. Wait till you hear what the guides had to say from the other side. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, Please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming back. The topic today is forgiveness, and we're talking with my guest, Lydia, who's sharing the healing effects of the reading when we connected with both of her parents, and they had not had your ideal uh, leave-it-to-beaver family life growing up. In fact, what really shocked me in the reading, Lydia, was when I said to you, your mother is saying that she realizes she was like Cruella DeVille. And that's pretty serious to, to actually use words like that. And I remember at the time you said, well, it was kind of like the, what do you do? I don't remember witch. what you said. Wicked Witch yeah. from the Wizard of Oz is what I was That's thinking. it, the Wicked Witch. And I, and I said to you, well, it's the same exact energy in the words. But you recently told me you had an an aha about those words, the Cruella DeVille reference. Yes. Um, my son listened to the video of the reading, 
And he called me right away and he said, Mom, don't you remember? We always called her Cruella DeVille. How did you forget that? Wow. I mean, we we, we kind of laugh a little bit. It's, it's actually quite serious that you would call your mother that. But the fact, I love the fact that you had forgotten it. It shows me your mother's aware of it now from the other side. They know what's in our thoughts and that I'm not reading your mind as a medium, but just incredible evidence. What really surprised me in the reading was near the end, suddenly our guides, my guides and your guides together just grabbed me and began dictating through me a message specifically for you. And I'd like to share it if that's okay with you, Lydia. Yes, please. Okay. So this is, I took it off the recording verbatim, what the guides had to say. And what was fascinating is the evidence that they put in it that leads to a really great synchronicity at the end. They said, in your life, the frustration at times threatened to drown you. Why can't I be loved? You asked. As long as you cannot find the love within yourself, you will repeat this pattern. And here's where their channeled advice applies to all of us. Forgiveness begins with forgiving yourself for believing you were the role. Step above and see the wounded child, the wounded woman, as roles. Othello, the play. That's what they said. They just, right in the middle of their words, stopped and said, Othello, take off the costume before you die and you will experience healing beyond your imagination for the costume is the body. It hides you from the awareness of the love that is you that has always been there. So rather than waiting to die or taking your life in your own hands, play the greatest role of your life and assume the role of the soul looking upon the one in the costume who bears your name and realize she won a very good award for acting, but it was never the fullness of who you are. Wow. So on the spot teaching from the spirit world to, to you, Lydia, but to all of us to not take this drama so seriously that we forget these are roles we we agree to play when we come into our human bodies, which is our costume. And when we forget that and identify with the role instead of the soul, which is the actor, that's where we run into problems of forgiveness. So I remember the reading ended and I couldn't stop thinking about how they mentioned Othello in the middle of that. And I went online and looked up Othello. And I remember you and I emailing that night, and I I want to read very quickly, then I'm going to let you do a lot more talking, Lydia, is I didn't know much about Shakespeare. I could know, I knew Othello was a play, but I learned on online, it says, although the title of Othello suggests the tragedy belongs primarily to Othello, Iago plays an important role in the plot. He reflects the archetypal villain and has the biggest share of the dialogue. In Othello, it is Iago who manipulates all other characters at will, controlling their movements and trapping them in an intricate net of lies. He achieves this by getting close to all characters and playing on their weaknesses, while they refer to him as honest Iago, thus furthering his control over the characters. I sent that to you, that write-up of Othello and Iago. What was your reaction, Lydia? Well, my reaction was this so accurately pinpoints the relationship that not only I had with my mother, but others as well who were victims of my mother. Um, it, it's, it was just as though the play was my life. Exactly. Wow. This was exactly how my mother acted as the character Iago did. Um, down to all of um, the falseness and, and always wanting, saying she was so honest and people wow. playing a role around her. It, it was it was like you could take the play and lay it right on top of my life and it would be the same exact dynamics, exactly. And I, I wasn't familiar with it either. I studied Shakespeare in high school, but anyway, years ago, I don't remember this play at all. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think what so, was kind of... In, I, I just wanted to say what was kind of interesting, the first thing that grabbed me when I read, because I Googled it just like you did, um, mentioned the character Iago, 
And I immediately thought, oh, my God, my son, I have an older son, not the one that I referred to earlier, but another son mm-hmm. of mine, who um, has a doctoral degree in English literature. And um, when, he was, when he was getting his doctoral degree in New York, he acquired this cat, which they called my grand kitty. I had no grandchildren at that time, so mm-hmm. this cat was my grand kitty. And guess what the cat's name was? It was Iago. <laughs> And there you have it, everybody. So here are spirit guides come in in the middle of a reading with a beautiful lesson about how we we too often identify with our roles. And they drop in the name of a Shakespearean play, Othello, as evidence that we are actors, souls playing a role. And when we identify with the role, that's where we go awry, that rising above the role and not taking this drama so seriously, that's when the compassion can come in. Now, Lydia, I'm not saying not to take the abuse you took seriously at all, but when we do get dragged into it, that's when we go off and and suffer. And so to hear from you that your son had a a degree in English literature and named his cat Iago after the play that the guides just threw into their channeling as evidence to me was like a miracle, like a miracle to say, Lydia, believe this, this is real. There was a lot of evidence in the reading, and that was what was so uh, amazing to me. I've had other readings in my life, um, and you could say some of them were just not didn't make any sense at all, and some of them were well, maybe possibly, but the reading I had with you had so it was filled with evidence that you could have not known any of these things, and that to me had a profound effect on me in as far as my spiritual growth goes because um although I kind of lean towards believing that way. This really solidified it for me because there's no way the evidence that came through in the reading, there's no way that anybody but the spirit guides and the other side were speaking through you. And um, it really changed my life. Well, I love that that you agreed to come on today. And I love that you're honest enough to say that, you know, your emotional wounds were so deep that you you haven't found instant forgiveness for your mother but boy all of us who are listening can hear that you're you're finding compassion you're talking more about your mom and you know you're on a spiritual path and that's what it is it has no end it's ongoing and and i know you and your mom are on it together each moving forward at your own pace uh, you did mention to me that you did find forgiveness for your dad though yeah, I did. What what was interesting about my father, he was never abusive to me, but he never wanted children and he didn't really pay any attention to me, didn't didn't participate in my life. He lived with us, but he wasn't a part of my life and he was kind of a selfish man and and um and some of the his personality came out in, in the reading as well. But he was an atheist. My father said when you die that's it. Nothing. You go to nothingness, and that's the end. And he was he always drummed that into my head my whole life. I heard that. And then when he came through in the reading, he had this, um, uh, you used your hand to express this uh, awakening or the light. He, he found himself on the other side. There was something there that he could he could see, which I thought not was all not darkness. very interesting. No, not all darkness. And he expressed how he was sorry for the way he was never able to give love, feel love, express love in this life, but how he had changed. And he looked forward, he said, to when he would meet me someday, that he would give me a hug. Now, he said I might feel very uncomfortable or awkward about the hug because my father never hugged me. And I thought about it for a while and I thought, you know what? I think I'm looking forward to that hug, and I forgive wow. my father because my father never abused me. And so I think it's so much easier to forgive someone who had faults in this lifetime, but if they've changed, they're sorry, you can forgive them easily. I didn't even have to work on it. I just felt I forgive him, and when I see him on the other side, I'm kind of looking forward to that hug I never had from him. So it's wow. vastly different. Wow. Well, Lydia, I'm so, I'm, I'm just so grateful to you for coming on and sharing this because I know it's, you've had a very challenging life and relationship with your parents, but also so grateful that, uh, that you've had a chance to hear from your parents and 
to everybody listening, know that you can talk to your own loved ones who have passed at any time and they hear you and you don't need a medium to say what needs to be said. So thank you so much, Lydia. Well, it's my pleasure. If I've helped anybody today, it's all worth it. Well, I know you have, and I I will call you after the show and we'll chat some more, but I'm very grateful to you. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we have one caller on the line also who's waiting. Uh, Tina, are you there? It's Tina. Hi, how are you? Oh, Tina. Okay, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> what did you um, have to share or a question? Well, um, I have a child that is in spirit, and um, I didn't know that I necessarily believe. I mean, I believe in, in God, of course, um, but not until that child passed. Um, and um, actually going to someone um, gave me um, the will to, you know, if there's something else out there, there would be other signs. It was a way in the beginning to keep on moving forward um, because what I was getting was, you know, information of how, how I, something I could do to help them. And she's shown her signs different ways at different times. Um, with I've had birds, um, like, I'll, I'll just be at the cemetery and have my window down, and I've had one floating, like, halfway. And birds have never done that. Oh, or on a running, my running vehicle, have one walk up the hood as I'm sitting there on a running vehicle in my wow. driveway. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that you um, recognize these. Well, I noted, I, she, I don't, she wanted to get messages to me in the very beginning. Um, I can tell stories of um, lights going on and off that didn't have light bulbs in them. Oh, my goodness. I can tell stories (laughs) of um, messages coming through on a phone um, after she passed to both my son and me. Um, So... I've always known that, you know, that she was somewhere trying to get messages to me. And it um, wasn't until a friend of mine said to go to somebody, and there's things that came through that, like she wanted me to, to get a book um, that she that I had given her on Mother's Day, to, and it was on the other side of a boyfriend's bed. Um, and we were friends with them. So um, it was just very, there's no way that they could have known about, you know, that book. (laughs) And it was called I Hope You Can Dance. (laughs) And so every time I hear that song, even when the insurance (laughs) comes on every now and again, um, it makes me think of her. And um, other songs have gone through. I turned off this um, song by Daughtry going home a couple times and it came through a reading that that song was for me. Why was I turning it off? <laughs> so oh, I nice. just wanted to be able to tell you that, or other people, that there are messages. And I know when I've gone to people, there's been times where she has hung her head and asked for forgiveness from me. Mm-hmm. But um, I've never felt, and I will say this a million times, that there was anything to be forgiven. Sometimes when you're a teenager, yes. you don't really see the things um, that are going to hurt you or you change because you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But I know the person that's deep inside. And, but it's, yeah. sometimes that's important to them also to be able to tell, you know, it's, like you said, it's not just for the person that's sitting there with you. Sometimes it can be for the other person on the other side too. That's and right. I say it all the time. There's mm-hmm. nothing to be that I need to forgive because <laughs> I loved you with all my heart. Beautiful. And it's beautiful knowing that she's a powerful communicator and she hears you. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. So that leads me to um, a question that somebody asked my guides during a channeling session once. And they said, you know, if you forgive someone from this side, I know it helps us to forgive, but does it help those on the other side? Knowing what I do, that they absolutely hear us. We don't have to speak out loud. We can just give our thoughts mentally through the heart and our loved ones receive it. I know that that's so, but let me just 
share with you what my guide Sanaya said in answer to this. Do Does it help those on the other side when we forgive them? Sanaya says, the answer is a most resounding yes. Forgiveness carries a vibration which is felt. Those in the physical body may not be aware of this when forgiven, but trust us. Those who have departed the body and reside in spirit can feel the healing effects of forgiveness. They realize they have missed an opportunity for growth through their actions, and the forgiveness is most healing and a lesson in love for those who have been forgiven, as well as most certainly for those who forgive. So it is a win-win situation. And Sanaya continued, Those who have recently crossed to our side carry with them unfinished business, and the forgiveness they receive from those still in a body is like a healing balm. So never hesitate to send it. Even though the person no longer inhabits a body, for what is the body but wrappings around the spirit, never forget you are spirit now. So wait not, but forgive at every opportunity. And it's occurred to me that we're talking a lot about people on the other side who are asking for forgiveness and coming through with an apologies. But what about those of us who know we may have harmed another one? What about those that, those of us still here that think, oh my gosh, I never got to say, I'm sorry. Well, please rest assured it goes both ways because that communication doesn't even need to be said aloud. It comes from the heart. It's consciousness communicated because we're soul to soul, always connected. If you have unfinished business with those on the other side, you need merely open your heart, think of your loved one, hold them in your awareness, and send them whatever apology you have to give and just know that it's received. Trust that it's heard. Trust that they're with you when you think about them. This is that, that symbol that I see so often. My eyes have been open. So they, when they get to the other side, through the life review, they see all of our interactions with our loved ones. They're well aware of your thoughts. Suddenly, it's as if all the barriers have been lifted. So that's the main message that I have to share today is leave nothing unsaid while you're here, but If there is something left unsaid, it's not the end. The dead are not dead. The communication continues. So how about forgiveness with those while we're here? We're still in a body. This is not just about talking across the veil. I have two things that I want to leave you with today as the show comes to an end. And I'm sorry for any other callers on the line, but I won't be able to get to you today. Because I want to make these important points. Number one, it's a phrase that I heard once on YouTube and I share it every chance I get. And that is, hurt people hurt people. In other words, we can get angry at those that who hurt us, but many times they were also wounded and they're projecting that outwards. They're in so much pain, they can't see who they are. So look around you, read the headlines. All of the pain that others inflict on others comes from ignorance of who we are. We're beautiful lights. All of us have a beautiful light inside of us, but these bodies really get in the way. Sometimes they become that wall, that barrier, and we're so shut off from the light within us. Some people just don't realize they don't get it. We are here to turn up that light. We're here to love each other, to come to understand that God is love, God is light, and we are projections of that light. We are that light in our human form here. We're here to shine that light. And those who don't shine it, those who hurt people, are acting from ignorance of that fact. Hold that in your heart when someone has hurt you. When you lash out at others, forgive yourself for momentary ignorance and resolve to do better next time. Know that we're, we're the ones who judge ourselves when we get to the other side. And we truly, as it said in the poem, forgiveness doesn't say you're right. It's nothing but a touch of grace. Without judgment says, I know all of us are here to grow. And we grow, unfortunately, many times through our mistakes. My favorite poem, the other thing I wanted to share with you, is by Rumi, the Persian mystic. 
And he said, and I'm sure many of you are familiar with this one, I can't hear it too many times, out beyond ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field. I will meet you there. To me, that field is the energetic field of spirit. It's another dimension where we all exist right here, right now. We have to step out of the costume, this bodysuit that we're walking around in, and feel ourselves as energetic beings of light, as souls, as pure spirit. In that field of awareness, there is no right or wrong. There's no hurting each other and wounding each other. There is nothing but pure being. Forgiveness isn't even an issue. There is simply love. All is understood. Is this Pollyanna? Is this a panacea? No, folks. I touch this world every day, and you can too. If you make the commitment to come to know who you are, sit in the silence, practice mindfulness, come to know that field as your birthright. It's where you come from. It's our true home, and you can experience it now. If you have issues of forgiveness, that's simply holding you back from experiencing your true home. Again, the definition of forgiveness, to cease to feel resentment. Out beyond ideas of resentment, there's a field. I will meet you there. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm Suzanne Giesman. This has been Messages of Hope. Have a wonderful week. Go out and share the light. Many of us have heard someone say, I've learned my lesson. I'll never do that again. All too rarely do we hear, that was a wonderful lesson. I'm glad it happened just the way it did, even though I was uncomfortable going through it. I now understand why I experienced the pain. With this new awareness, I can change my behavior so I won't make the same mistake in the future. We bear a good part of the responsibility for creating both the positive and the negative situations we experience in daily life. Wisdom comes from understanding the result of our choices and realizing that we can always choose differently. By fearlessly confronting the role you play in the experiences you may have judged as mistakes in your life, you can make future experiences fruitful and increase your wisdom. This Law of Life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. 
Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.